0: Friend, it's finally here. The Redeemed Midlife CEO. This is the system and support that you need as a busy Christian woman entrepreneur who's committed to building your God given life and business as a wise steward to ultimately build his kingdom. Imagine no longer staying on the busyness merry go round that keeps you feeling like you're just going in circles with results that are a little topsy turvy, but instead, being firmly planted in God's truth about who you are and what you're called to in your life and business. And with practical time management tools in hand, you can start experiencing the fruitfulness you long for, all the while working less hours so you can be more present in your life. Sound too good to be true? It's not. You just need someone to show you how. And to make it even easier to not put off your business or life till after the holidays, And start redeeming your time right now through December 14th. I am offering $1,000. Yes, you heard that right. $1,000 off the redeemed midlife CEO, which will take you on a 12 month journey. Yes, an entire year. So you can truly shift everything in both your heart and calendar when it comes to how you're spending your time. Why 12 months? Because it takes time to really do the inner work and implement new habits and systems in a way that doesn't fade away like all the other programs, planners, or I'll start January 1st plans that you've tried in the past. The redeemed midlife CEO will help you to go from busyness to fruitfulness with less stress and time wasted and more peace and presence to who and what matters most. But warning, it isn't a course. It's something completely different. This faith centered group gives you access to my customizable system through self-paced modules, plus substantial ongoing support you won't find anywhere else, including significant one-on-one personal access to me. And all of it is inside of a community consisting of committed like-minded Christian women entrepreneurs, just like you. It's truly the best of all worlds with individual and group and one-on-one access. This, my friend, is how everything will transform about your time in both your life and business in 2024, or help you take things to that next level. It's how you can transform how you view and use your time as a gift from him, as a kingdom-focused CEO, so you can take back control of your thoughts, your calendar, your to-do list, or better yet, ditch those never-ending lists of should-dos in both your life and business, because you know exactly where to focus and when. The Redeemed Midlife CEO will lead you through my simple four-step process to realign your life, redeem your time, redesign your business, and refocus your growth. And it's not just about learning, it's about doing with consistency to eliminate the knowing doing gap and the stop-start cycle you've been experiencing on your own, that way, you can show up to your business fully present and guilt-free and show up to your life fully present and distraction-free. Girl, this is where things really change. So what are you waiting for? CEOs, aka Christ-empowered operators, don't wait until January 1st. And they don't wait until tomorrow either. Because when you join us by December 14th, you get access to these incredible bonuses. 52 Biblical Midlife and Business Belief Mindset Prompts a midlife personal growth book study and reflection discussions, a jumpstart your with God business vision and planning guide, plus weekly co-working and accountability coaching sessions. And if that isn't enough, you also get an exclusive invitation to join me for a live with God business vision workshop before the holidays to get what he's put on your heart onto paper and start creating your with God plans for the next year. So that way, You can fully unplug to just be with family and friends and you'll be ready to roll when the new year comes around sound like something you need i thought so that's why i created it especially for women like you so before we hop into today's workshop conversation i want to invite you to take a minute right now before you get distracted by anything else to learn more and submit your application right away so we can see if we're a good fit to work together Just head to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching or click the link in the show notes. And if we are a good fit, I'll invite you to join this exclusive coaching program along with a special code to get $1,000 off before the introductory pricing expires on December 14th. Feel free to push pause now and click the link in the show notes. I'll wait for you. And then we'll dive into today's workshop. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list? It's a disordered heart, and a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on Him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business, from launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here. You'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years. And I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then, God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm gonna show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Yay, you guys, I'm so excited to see you here again. And those of you who are listening on the replay, um, I love that you are showing up. We are halfway right now. Like literally, let's put like this, like, woo, we are two days in and we have two days to go, right? Of this series. Some days I wonder, like, why did we do four days of this? But I felt like God just had so much he wanted to teach us. So either welcome or welcome back. Um, hopefully you brought your favorite beverage. I'm still drinking out of my, my little Central Asian tea cup here. And uh, we are gonna move forward as people are coming in, coming in. First of all, I just wanna tell you a huge praise. We got new internet last Friday and we live in a rural area of the Midwest. And so typically for me to upload an hour long Zoom recording would sometimes take two to three hours. Sometimes I would drive to town to get a 5G signal so it would upload faster. This new internet we got, day one, it took me 55 seconds. Day two took three minutes. woohoo! right? You know, like we had some traffic on the internet um, yesterday. So I'm like, thank you, Lord, for technology that is working so much smoother and faster. And yet at the same time, the workbook link had kinks for all of day one and all of day two. I finally figured out what's happening yesterday. So my humble apologies if you have attempted to request the workbook and you're like, Lissa, where is my workbook? The third time is a charm. So if you don't have it in hand yet... You can go to redeemhertime.com forward slash CEO dash workbook. I promise this time I can say with certainty, it will get to you. I tested it myself, so it should be getting there. Um, And as I was spending time with the Lord, I was thinking about, yeah, just like you guys showing up again, right? Wherever you are, whether you're listening while you're doing something else or whether you're here live, God just brought the passage to mind and from Philippians three about pressing on. And I just thought it was so applicable, the principle there. And here's what he says. He says, I have not already obtained this, right? We haven't figured all this out, right? I'm not already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own, right? Like he has called us into a relationship with him, which that calling alone should affect how we spend our time in our life and business. Right. So what does he say? He says, I will press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And let those of us who are mature think this way. So here's what I love. You guys are not infants, just wanting the easy fix, the easy stuff the gurus are sharing, right? Like all that stuff out there. If you are here, whether you're live or whether you're on the replay, you are mature. You're ready for the meat right? You're ready for the hard stuff, the tough love you've been getting this week, the challenging questions that maybe you don't want to answer. Um, and you're seeking to keep growing, right? And I always want us to keep this this feeling like we've never fully arrived, right? Like I don't ever want to get to the point where I'll be like, yep, good, got this, figured it all out, nothing left to learn, we're good, coasting out the rest of whatever it is, right? God always has more that he wants to do in us and through us. So if you are encouraged to press on for a few more days together, and possibly beyond, I want you to drop press on in the chat, okay? Or those of you who are, who are listening on the replay, you can just give me a high five right now as I'm doing that, that we are going to press on together. And I have really good news for you today. It is day three, and we are finally going to pick up our calendar, right? Like, you're like, Lissa, that's what I thought this was all about, was time. But we had to lay the heart foundation first. And after you've been through day one, where we worked on our thoughts, Right, believing we're a CEO and what are we thinking and believing. And then day two, where we talked about balancing our life and how it's not so much about the balls. Did anybody try their hand at juggling yesterday after you were on? <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw inside of the community, but the GIF, the GIF, the GIF, however you say that, that I posted last night for your ahas was legit this kid standing on top of like a stack full of cans that were roly poly and he's juggling the baton. So it was like Perfect. So if you didn't drop your aha. I invite you to go into the community and, and drop that in there. All right. But now are you seeing why the, the answer is not just organizing your calendar or your to-do list? Why that does not get to the heart of your busyness. And that does not get to the heart of your imbalance. Okay. So if you've been around for the last couple of days, or maybe you just hit one, that's okay. You're here, right? I would love to hear in the chat, a takeaway that you've been ruminating on. Maybe I've kept you up at night because you couldn't get it off your mind. Maybe it's something that like, you're just kind of sitting with, or God's been continuing to kind of work out, flesh out. I would love, you can either unmute if you're live and you wanna just, it's easier just to mic it. um, Or if you wanna drop it real fast, that'd be great too. My aha is that my issues are not outside of me. Yes, sorry for that tough love. (laughs) Other people have the same restraints. Yeah, the difference is my heart posture, right? So true, right? You can watch two people, like we talked yesterday about the two houses, right, in the same storm. We can have two people with kids the same age, with marriages in the same, you know, similar places, with businesses similar, and yet the outcomes can be so different because it's not about all this stuff out here. It's what's going on inside of here. You're right, good. Anybody else is on live, wanna unmute or... Uh, Share a a takeaway in the chat. To go along with that, hopefully you guys see too, it's not just about the balls you're juggling. I think it's really easy to be like, well, I've got 23 balls, so therefore I am really busy and unbalanced, right? Yesterday we talked about, it's really first about the foundation you're standing on. Are you on the roly-poly one? Are the shifty one, the shifting sand? Or are you on the solid rock of Christ? Because that makes all the difference in our ability to do that. And then we look at, yeah, what balls am I juggling? Are these the ones I'm called to? Or if I let other people throw them in uh, or the world throw them in or the enemy throw them in, um, are these the ones that God's saying to pick up? I love that I don't have to do this alone. Amen, right? Especially because so many of us are solopreneurs, right? It's us in our laptop or, you know, us on our phone. And it's really easy to feel like it's just me, but it's not. God is always with us, right? When we are in a with God relationship and we are seeking to grow a with God business, we are not alone. Yes, there's our with word, right? And look at this, you guys have gotten to experience this type of community. Like imagine what this would be like, hint hint, to like be in this level of conversation with other Christian women who are committed to the business that God has called them to grow. Like that is going to be a really powerful experience. And I hope you're really prayerfully considering that and thinking about what that could look like because it is about our business, but it's also about our life right? We talked yesterday about how this is not, well, actually, no, we'll get into this today. So don't let me, let me, in my, in my head, I'm already there, but I just remembered it. Nope. We're talking about this today, but we have a lot of balls we're juggling. It's not just business. It's these other things. So I'm curious if you did the homework or maybe you didn't, and that's okay. You can just answer off the cuff. What was the area out of those eight? I'll list them real quickly. Again. What was the area that you just feel like, you know what, right now, I feel like God's calling me to give this a little more intention and focus. So it can be faith walk, Family, friendships, service, which is where your work falls under, uh, stewardship, wellness, passions, dwelling. I'm I'm curious as to which one is coming up for you. Okay, service. What else? Sometimes there's more than one. That's okay. I'll let you put two in. I don't usually let you pick more than two though, because then we get overwhelmed, right? We want to fix everything. We want everything to be perfect and amazing. And I'm going to do it all, Alyssa. And guess what? You are going to crash on the ground. Crash and burn. Family and service. Okay, service. Yeah, right? Passions. Love that. Okay, and none of them are wrong or right, right? It's what is God leading you to do? But here's the thing. Are you balancing these roles to, like like a CEO? I love this. I've been called to serve my family first and allow him to drive my passions. Amen. Right. Are you balancing these roles like a CEO, a Christ empowered operator with faith as your foundation and giving your attention where it's needed in the proper proportions? Like we talked about yesterday, right? Not, not letting things fall to the ground and, you know, and crash and burn, but also not giving too much attention to one area also anybody walk around their house and check their foundation yesterday? I did not. <laughs> I did realize at like eight thirty last night, I had not checked my mailbox in like three days. So I drove out the driveway because we have a long driveway to get the mail with the dogs. They were pretty excited to come with me. And yeah, I good thing. I checked the mailbox. I don't think anything else could have been crammed in there today between the packages and everything else was in there. So anyway, but I did not check the, <laughs> my foundation, but yeah. Are you checking in on your foundation? Are you checking in on these areas of attention and not putting off, CEOs don't put things off, right? We don't put off what things need to be done and what God has called us to, right? We decide and then we do with him, right? And we're always letting him lead as the chairman of the board. And that happens in both life and business. So before we go any further, let's pray and ask him to lead us today, okay? Dear God, we just thank you for your leading. I thank you for calling us into a relationship with you. I thank you for calling us to the place we are in our relationships, in maybe our marital status, our parenting, our communities where you've called us to plug in and and connect and serve. And God, I thank you for calling us for our businesses. And we admit right now, Lord, we have not arrived. We do not know it all and we never will, but we trust and know that you do. And so we're going to lean into that and ask you to teach us today and ask you to lead us in the direction that you want us to go, even when it comes to setting some hard and healthy boundaries around our time. So thank you for this time. Thank you for every woman who's listening live or on the replay. And I pray that you would do your work in us and through us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Before I forget, in case you weren't on yesterday, speaking of growing, right? That's the goal, right? Which is why I am offering a bonus Q&A implementation session on Saturday morning, December 9th, at 9am central. So I know California girls, that's like 7am your time, but here's the thing. I want you to come in your comfies with your coffee. We're not going to look professional that day. I'm not going to look professional that day. You know, I don't know that I'll have a hat on because then you can't see my face, but it, I will look different than I have the rest of the week and you can too. Right. But this is your opportunity to ask your questions because again, we're not just trying to puff up knowledge. We actually want to do something with it. And I'm going to give you some pointers to get you started, get that ball rolling. So I want you to come ready to work. Okay. You're not just going to come and sit in the background and be like, oh, okay, everybody else, you know, first of all, bring your question because CEOs show up and they, they want to learn. Okay. So they bring a question and then secondly, come ready to work. Like, I want you to walk out of there going, okay, I didn't just get all this information. Now I feel so overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. And well, let's go binge the, how you know, the, the holiday channel and whatever. Right. And here's the thing, this session is going to be in person only. So I'm going to encourage you, see what you can do to make it work. Now, I know that I have had some people already reach out and say, I can't make it work. If you send me your question ahead, it's not that I won't record it, but I'm not going to publicly post it. I will record it and I will make sure you get a copy. Okay, so if you cannot be here Saturday, but you have a question or you can't be here Saturday and you just want to hear because you just want the whatever goodness we're doing, make sure that you reach out to me and I will make sure that I get you um, a link to the recording. Okay. After we do it. And for those of you who've maybe been working a full-time job all week or are homeschooling kids. And so you're listening right now on the replay in your earbud while you're making dinner or walking the dog or getting ready for the next day. And you're like, gosh, I wish I could have been on live this week. Hopefully a Saturday morning is going to make that doable for you. Again, I, there's no perfect time. Every single person is going to be able to get on. So But I just felt like God was like, A, we need the time to really kind of pull out those nuggets and start applying them and B, uh, an opportunity for people who couldn't be on during the week to get in there, okay? So it will be the same Zoom link if you've been here live. Inside the community, I created an event for it yesterday. So just go RSVP if you want to get the reminders and show up. So, okay. And then we've got, don't forget, we've got tomorrow is building out our workflows and then a bonus open house on Friday. I can't wait to share with you guys what God showed me in his word. Get this about fruitfulness and midlife. They are both in the same scripture. I'm like, Lord, how did I not see this before? But you know how when like you're looking for something and then like he shows it to you and you're like, oh my goodness. So I can't wait to share that with you. And I hope you're telling a business bestie, right? Like right now, right, right now. Because maybe you had an intention yesterday or last night and you're like, so-and-so Susie Q needs to hear this or she might really like this. Right now, I'm giving you permission to multitask. In a minute, I'm gonna tell you not to multitask. But right now, I want you to multitask in a good way, right? I want you to stop right now. Whatever name that is that just popped in your mind. I I want you to send her a quick quick message. You can screenshot us here if you want to be like, yep, here we are. This is what it's like to be live in the room. Or you can just be like, hey, I'm listening to this right now. I'm going to message you as soon as I'm done. And then she'll be like, what? What's going on, right? Or whatever you want to say. Get it out there, okay? Because I truly believe like this is what women are looking for right? And we're not getting the results that we want that are really in alignment with our faith by going to all the other gurus out there. I had somebody tell me yesterday, I won't say who, that she actually has decided to not follow a guru who I even followed for a while because she feels more aligned with what I teach. Ah, I was like, oh my gosh, I am so honored, right? That you would be like this person. I'm not going to say who the name of the person or the name of the person I was talking to, but like, I was like, I would like take that person's spot. Like, oh my goodness. Wow. But that's, it's not me, right? This is what God is telling us to do. And this is why this is different than what you're finding other places. And so I truly believe you're probably networking with other Christian women entrepreneurs who are also like just kind of in a struggle bus, right? The the, the juggle struggle we talked about, right? They're, they're swirling in their unbelief. Uh, they're, they're really struggling around their time, which is what we're going to get into today. So that's what I'm encouraging you to share with other people. Okay. So talking, speaking of talking to others, okay, um, have you ever told yourself or told someone else it's really hard to stay balanced or it's really hard to balance all the things? If so, put me in the chat, right? Like you are not alone, right? Because, but, but we have to be careful because that thought comes on repeats and then it becomes the belief, right? But let me ask you, is it true that it's hard to balance all the things? Like, is that really true or is that just what we tell ourselves? Is that really a a belief from the Lord that we can go to scripture and find, or is that just how we feel? Now, we are going to do a steer belief map on this. So grab your paper. This is not necessarily in the workbook, just like yesterday. We're going to, I want you to practice this steer belief map. Okay. We're going to do this every day. So this is like, what's going to come to mind when you have those thoughts. You're like, I know what to do with this. Okay. So you've got S-T-E-E-R. Where's my example? S-T-E-E-R up and down vertically vertically. Then you'll have the, you guys, I'll show you the whole thing because you've seen the whole thing, that's upside down. Okay, then you've got the word truth in between and then you've got S-T-E-E-R again, vertically underneath there, okay? So steer, truth, steer. Okay, S is our situation. So we're gonna look at our balance since that's what we focused on yesterday, right? My balance, all you have to write is balance. And the thought you have around it. It may be, it's hard to stay balanced. It's hard to balance work and business. It's hard to balance all the roles. Whatever that thought is for you that you think, probably more than once, I want you to write that down next to the T. What's the thought that you are thinking about that, about staying balanced, about balance? Remember, balance itself is is not positive or negative. It is neutral. Anyone have a version of that thought that you wrote down that, You want to share? I can share mine quick. I just said balancing work, faith, and family is hard. There's not enough time. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So whatever your version of that is. Okay. E is for emotion. What emotion are you feeling when you are believing that it is hard to balance these things? Pick like one or two. I'm going to guess right now without looking at your paper, because I can't see it, that nothing you're writing down right now is positive. You're frustrated. You're discouraged. You're exhausted. You're stretched. You're, ah, right? Yeah. And when we stay there and we're believing that and we're feeling that, then what is our execution? That's our next E. What are you doing or not doing? Again, you may be somewhere in the spectrum from I'm either trying really hard to force things because I'm just gonna I'm it's it's hard, but gosh darn it, I can do hard things, and I'm just gonna keep pushing to make get make this happen, right? Or we throw up our hands and go binge Netflix and hog and right? Or maybe you're somewhere in the in between. So what is it that you do or don't do? What's your execution or in execution? I guess would be the opposite of that. And then what is your result? Pretty sure it's some version of balancing life and business is hard. It's hard to balance life and business. I can't stay balanced. I get balanced and then I get out. Right? Okay, but we don't stay there, right? But what we just did is so powerful. We just took this thought that we couldn't see and we made it something we can see. I think sometimes if we could see the spiritual warfare that was going on around us, we would like be able to fight back more against it because, but because we can't see it, oftentimes we're completely oblivious to the effect it's having on us. And technically this is spiritual warfare, right? Any thought that is not of him is of the enemy. And that is working against what God's called us to. Okay. So here's the God's truth that came to me. Again, you find your verses, but this is the one as I was thinking about this specific thing about this balance and how we're trying to seek after all these things. And I thought of Matthew 6:33. what does it say? but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And right before that, he just said, don't chase after all these things that the people who don't know me chase after, right? That's them trying to be balanced. I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, right? But he says, but seek first my, his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Not drop all those balls and say, oh, well, but like, yeah, seek me first and I will help you balance. I will give you what you need to balance. Matthew 6.33 is what that was. Okay, so situation, still balanced. Okay, hasn't changed, but we have a new belief. Okay, what is the thought you would be thinking if you were believing that when you seek him first, then he will take care of the rest? And if anyone wants to unmute or drop it in the chat, I would love to hear what's coming up for you. What would that new thought be? The true one, not the untrue one. How about he will give me what I need when I seek him first. How often do we seek and run after all the other stuff first and then, sorry, God, there's not much time left over or I just wasted a whole lot of time and energy chasing after all this stuff and I could have come to you first and you would have shown me right where to go. So when you are believing that he will give me what I need when I seek him first, what is the emotion? Notice the difference. I'm guessing they're positive this time. Are you encouraged? Are you expectant? Are you hopeful, joyful, peaceful, focused, Later, I need to know your favorite ice cream flavor for the Haagen Dazs times. <laughs> coffee all the way. And if it has actual coffee beans in it, even better. We had we went to this place out in Maine every year, not every year, my mom used to go there every year for vacation. And they hands down had the best coffee ice cream I've ever had in my life. I still talk about it to this day. And I'm like, you know, a two-day drive from Brown's ice cream in York Beach, Maine. <laughs> so if you all find a good one, my daughter works at an ice cream place right down the road here, but theirs doesn't have coffee beans in it. So it is good flavor, but yeah, not the same. Okay, peace, trust, yes, right? And when you are feeling those things, what's the execution? Probably not ice cream, <laughs> right? I mean, you may be thinking about it. maybe it's your celebration for doing something, right? But like, yeah, you're gonna block off time with him first. You're gonna pray about those things that are hard to balance or that feel hard to balance. You're gonna trust him right? And you're going to listen when he says, do this, don't do this. How about this? And what's your result going to be? He will give you what you need when you seek him first. Yeah, it may not be pretty, may not be perfect, may not be the way you would have thought it was going to look, but guess what? He is going to show up. He will fulfill that promise, right? How amazing is that? Who was feeling the shift? I want you to drop me in the chat, right? When you go through this dear belief process, Right. How are you, are you feeling that shift? Let go of perfectionism and trust that he will empower me to move forward. And then I will. Yes. Right. Because if we're always swirling in the doubt and indecision and discouragement, no, nobody wants to do anything that's going to move in that direction. Right. Like, of course I'm running away and like, yeah, I'm go fold some laundry. Right. I mean, so whatever, just to like, not have to go do that. Right. But what a difference. And then we're going to start seeing the fruitfulness, but because he's changing us from the inside out. So we've kind of covered what we thought our problem was. We thought we had this disordered life, but really it was a disordered heart. We thought we had disordered actions, but really they were disordered thoughts. We thought we had disordered roles, but really they were disordered priorities. And today we're going to get into your calendar. Yay, right, finally, okay? But again, we had to make sure our heart was ordered around his truth first, okay? And now that you have a rightly ordered heart, thoughts and priorities, now when I hand you these tools, they will actually do something for you and, and and it'll work. Okay, so, ah, this has been fun. It's been on my mind for a while. Okay, have you, anybody here ever been to a 24-7 business in the middle of the night? So like 3 a.m., you're walking into some business. Okay, like other than like a pharmacy emergency, I always wonder who really shops at 3 a.m.? Like, let's be honest. Now, I understand there are some people who do not work Monday through Friday, nine to five. So that may be their daytime. So other than that, right? who really shops at 3am? That's my first question. And then my second question is this more midnight groceries. Ooh, hopefully it's not for ice cream, because that's that's really dangerous. Um, thankfully, the closest store to us closes at 10. Um, then I start wondering, is it really even worth it to the company to be open 24 seven? Like, wouldn't it cost them more to pay for the utilities and pay the people to be there all night long to have like two random people walk in? Now I get like Walgreens, right? Like they're there for a different reason. But like beyond that, like, how many people really shop at Walmart at 3am? You know, like whatever, right? But but here's what I've noticed. Most of those are larger businesses with a whole bunch of employees that they can pay who are willing to work the midnight shift, right? But guess who's not working 24 seven? The CEO, right? That CEO is not working 24 seven. Okay. Now, most of us are entrepreneurs of some sort, right? We've all got different kinds of businesses, My guess is most of us, maybe not everybody, is a solopreneur. Okay, now here's the definition of a solopreneur. It's a combination of the word solo, which means alone or single, and entrepreneur. So a solopreneur is an individual who runs and operates a business on their own. So unlike a traditional entrepreneur who may manage a larger business and have teams of employees, usually a solopreneur handles everything in their business independently. Okay. So just out of curiosity, who here is a solopreneur? Maybe you've got like one VA or one team person, but for the most part, okay. I'm seeing all hands up here. Okay. We are all who are here live and probably a lot of people listening to me. We are doing most of it. Right. But here's the thing right now. I'm going to tell you this, whether even someday when you have a team, right. And you're not the only one doing everything. I want you to commit to this as a CEO. You can't and shouldn't be on duty 24 seven. That should not be your norm, okay? Think about other businesses that are in your area. Is a doctor in his office 24-7? Is the coffee shop open 24-7? Is the cute boutique open 24-7, right? It is clear when their business hours are, right? When they are open because they've decided, they put up a sign on their door and it's probably on their website or on Google. So you know, right, to go there. Now, I don't know if you can see behind me, my little church window in the background. There's a sign hanging there. You may or may not be able to read it, but it says, Sorry, we're closed. I have a pet peeve. Why are you apologizing for when you're not open? And I gave this example in my Facebook Live this morning. I have a friend who owns a super cute boutique here in town. She's also a believer and she's using this as a ministry as well. So if I can go in and support her, I will do that every day before driving to Walmart and then the side of town. But there have been a lot of times when I have shown up and the door is locked and I'm like, oh shoot, that's right. She's only open, I think she's open like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because guess what? The other days she's home with her little boy, which is her whole reason as to why she's doing her business. So yeah, maybe I'm a little frustrated. I was on that side of town and I was hoping to quick pop in and grab something or whatever, but I'm not upset because yeah, I don't expect her to be there 24 seven, right? And good for her. She's put some healthy boundaries around this is when I work and I fully show up to work and this is when I don't and I fully show up to these other things, right? So I don't think we should ever say, sorry, we're closed. Why are we apologizing? Should you as an entrepreneur apologize when you're not in your working hours? No, because if you fully showed up when you were open for business and working, now you're fully pouring into your family other things. That is a good thing. Promise me, no need to apologize. I will not apologize, right? And here's the flip side of that. How many of you apologize to your family when you're working? We talked about that yesterday. If you had a 40 hour a week job and you were going off to an office, you probably wouldn't be apologizing to them that you were working because they would know mom's at work, no deal. No problem, when she gets home, I get her, right? But we have this thing that goes on in our head because we are the solopreneur, most of us doing things from a place we can access our family, that now we're apologizing for the fact that we're working. Okay. So I just want you to be like pinky promise, no more apologizing for when I'm closed and no more apologizing for when I'm working. Okay. Promise. I want to see your pinkies, (laughs) right? Like, yeah. Right. Like this is not serving anyone. Okay. So the problem may be that you don't even have business hours right now okay and what happens then is you know when it's all on you guess what you're always going because every 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 area whether it's marketing sales customer service admin tasks letting the dogs out folding the laundry you know prepping dinner da 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 it's all on you and it's really easy to just always be doing so i want to ask you which of these is more like your work day okay here's the first example your alarm goes off at 6 or whatever time And then you've got these big pings, rings and dings, you know, messages, texts, emails and things like that in your phone. So you reply, finally grab coffee and a bagel or maybe nothing for breakfast. Go to your office. You work from eight to five. You're working on getting that algorithm in your favor. You're putting those posts out. You're writing the emails, creating stuff in Canva, maybe, you know, putting an episode of your podcast out, meeting with a client, working on a project. Then, oh, time for dinner. Time to walk the dogs. Time to whatever, right? Time to get the kids here. And then you're back to work on your laptop right? While your hubby's watching TV and then he eventually falls asleep. So you keep working until midnight because, well, it's nothing, it's not done yet. So you're just going to keep going until you finally crash. And literally your eyes are glazed over and you crawl to bed and then you get up and do it all over again. And you're exhausted and you're frustrated and you're disconnected, right? Like, so that could be you, or maybe you're the person that alarm goes off at six and you hit snooze a few times. You forget how many times. And then you just lay in bed and check your phone, right? And then you linger over coffee and Facebook and you do a little laundry and you clean the bathroom. And then the lady from church calls and says, Hey, can you bring a dessert to our event, you know, tonight? And so like, Oh, okay. Go to the store. Got to grab some groceries, come home, make that. Oh, hey, the kids need me. You know, hubby's coming home too late to start business now. So I'm just going to sit with them and whatever until dinner. And then, you know, like you fall asleep on the couch with your hubby and finally crawl in bed and say, I'm going to work tomorrow. Now, I know those are two different extremes. Maybe you're somewhere in the middle where you do a little bit of life and then a little bit of business and a little bit of life and a little bit of business. Remember that we said yesterday, some people think work-life balance is being able to do both at the same time. I don't agree. But anyway, so I'm curious where you fall right now. Again, no shame, no judgment. This is just you knowing you because without awareness, you can't actually do something. So are you A, that I'm working all the time and there's hardly like this, you know, time, hardly times that I'm not working. Or B, I'm hardly getting work in because I'm doing everything else. Or maybe you're in that middle place, right? But I kind of want you to try to say which which side do you tend to lean more towards? So try not to pick the middle. Okay. If if you were to air one side or the other, would you be A, working all day and night, or B hardly getting in? Okay, so I'm, I have an in-between, so I'm gonna ask you to revote on that. So I have a B hardly getting in, a B hardly getting in, a mixture, but more A, okay, working all the time. Okay. B, hardly getting in. Yeah, it's like we can default either way. Is is either one a good effective or a good return on our time? Yes or no? No, right? I can say that I have camped out more in A and a little bit of the C stuff. So when I was in the A camp, right, I've been the, where's mom? Oh, yeah, she's in her office. She's got another meeting, right? Right. Or the yeah hey guys let's do family movie night I just have one more thing and then I'll be there or oh let me bring my laptop while we're watching the movie and we can watch this movie together isn't this great <laughs> right and my hubby's like are you ever not working or are you ever not thinking about work truth yes guilty as charged right okay or or I I I can't hardly think of a day when I would just be dust Dustin you know and on the couch that's just not my personality so. But there are times I'm in the middle where I'm trying to be all things to all people. I do a little bit of this, then a little bit of that, then a little bit of this, because I want to look like I'm available. So I'm not behind a closed door, but I'm not really fully focused on them. And I'm not really fully focused on my business. And there really isn't much fruit for how I spent my time that day. Right. To be fair, I'd rather work than watch a movie. Yes. Like if this is sometimes it's like they get in a marathon and it's like literally like, you know, we're going to watch all the Marvel. I think that was one time. 30 some Marvel movie marathon. And I was like, I'm sorry, I do have better things to do with my time. So I will be bringing my laptop to movie nights because I can be in the room. But yeah, <laughs> spend my time wisely. So yes, there is. And I do. I think that's a great point, Ashley, because people do say, well, all my husband wants to do at night is just sit and watch TV. So we spend four hours in front of the TV. Like, really, is that the best thing you could do with your time? Like, you know, so yeah, if that's what he has to do, then yeah, maybe do some work while you're next to him. But what if you guys actually did something else than not just watching a screen, right? Like so many better things to do for our relationships and our health than doing that. So huh, So wherever you find yourself, okay, oftentimes we think the solution to fit it all in, here's our untrue belief number three, okay? So get ready to write this down. We think our solution to fitting it all in, because we already said it's hard to balance all this stuff, is multitasking. Anybody else, like an avid multitasker, a professional multitasker, like, I am good. Maybe you're multitasking right now. No shame, no judgment. Just, you know, you know you, right? And that's okay. But really, you have a disordered focus. But I get it. Because I often said, too, multitasking is my superpower, right? I have so much flexibility working from home. I can do this and this at the same time. And, you know, I can do many things at once. And like the gurus told me, I can fit my business into my nooks and crannies. Ah but was I really present? Was anything being done well? True story. I have been in this situation, helping my girl with her math homework, not her favorite subject, while at the same time boiling water for pasta, while texting the client back. And at the same time, my hubby is walking in the door and saying, Hey, I've got to go out of town tomorrow for this. And do you know what happened? The girl melted down, the pot boiled over, The text got misspelled. Anyone been there? You probably received some of my texts that are misspelled. And I did not hear what my hubby needed me to to help him with before he left. Right? Multitasking is your kryptonite. Okay? It is not your superpower, superwoman. Okay? It actually weakens you. Right? We think all the tabs open at the top of my computer right now, I'm not going to make... Well, you can if you want to drop a number. This will be totally on you. How many tabs are open on your computer right now? Right? Even if you're not looking at all of them at once, because you can only really have like one, unless you've got a couple screens, it is still distracting that they are there. Right. And I know we're like, oh, I'm going to come back to it. Oh, I'm still in the middle of this. Of, right. But you are distracted. You are distracted with it being right there. And then no one is getting enough of you long enough in order for things to really see any fruits, right. Enough to matter. And everything takes longer to do when you're trying to do more than one thing at once. Or how about this? Or when you have to go back and fix it because you didn't do it right or well the first time because you were trying to do more than one thing at once. Do you know the only thing on the planet that can really multitask is a supercomputer? We as humans are not programmed to multitask, okay? Uh, definition of business hours. We'll get to that in just a minute, okay? So I probably mixed things up around. Thank you for asking for that. Okay, so here's the other statistic I thought found really interesting. It takes 20 minutes to regain your full focus after you redirect it to something else. Even if you think, oh, like I just had somebody call in the middle and I looked real fast to see who it was in case it was my husband, because you all know what he's doing right now. Like even just that, my mind is still thinking about the person's name that I saw pop up there and I wonder what she needed. And I'm gonna have to get back to her afterwards, right? Like, so our brain... Can't really do back and forth all the time. It it takes time for it to get back there. So you add up every time that you are multitasking and jumping from one thing to the next, just say plus 20, plus 20, plus 20. How much time did you just spend? Do you know how much more things you can get done when you focus on one thing at a time? Or when you have the notifications off or the tabs closed, you can't see them, right? Okay, so what is the definition of business hours? When you are working. Blocks of time when I am working. Just like if you owned a brick and mortar or you were, you know, a lawyer with an office or a doctor with an office or something like that, right? This is when not only other people can expect you to be working, but you know where to be showing up and what to be doing, especially for those of you who said that you're a B and you're not getting much work time in. I'm going to guess you probably have not set business hours. Okay. But if you had a brick and mortar, you would, or if you were showing up to an employer, right? They tell you when to show up and you better clock in or there's going to be some consequences, Right. But here's the cool thing about being entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. We get to decide, which is great because it gives us freedom and flexibility. And there are times when, yes, I have to choose life because that's just what needs me right now. But it also can be that challenge because there's no one checking in on me. Right. And there's no one checking in on when I'm checking out. Right. So you have to decide and set healthy boundaries around your time. Now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you three steps to do this in just a minute, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm going to flip it around from what you've probably heard from the gurus. The gurus will tell you, set your work hours first and then fit your life in around that, around your work. But I'm going to guess you probably went into business because you don't want to fit work in around your life. I mean, life in around your work. You want to do the opposite, right? You You want work to fit around your life because you have these other priorities, right? That's the beauty of being your own boss. You get to do that. Okay. It doesn't sound profitable to decide when your off time is first, but I promise you it is because... Drop an amen if you agree with this. God's purpose for you is not just to work, right? God's purpose for you is not just to work, which is why we are going to block off our not work time first in just a minute. Again, I was like, Lord, how can I go to your word and find out this is true? I'm not trying to make it true and make it say something it's not, but this speaks so much to it. Listen to this from Ecclesiastes chapter two, verses 22 through 23. It speaks directly to the vanity of putting your sole purpose in your work. Okay, so listen to this. What do people get for all the toil and anxious striving with which they labor under the sun? All their days, their work is grief and pain. Even at night, their minds do not rest. This too is meaningless. Can anyone relate? Toil, work, anxious striving, hard work, unrest. Okay, Lysa, so are you saying all is lost and we're all going to quit our business right now? No. Keep reading, okay? This is what we do when we take verses out of context. We could stop right there and say, see, I shouldn't even be doing this, okay? I want you to listen to the very next two verses, okay? Ecclesiastes 2, verses 24 through 26. There is nothing better for a person that he or she should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil, his work. This also I saw is from the hand of God, for apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? For the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. Did you notice it's still work, but it's not all work? It's enjoyment too. So yes, as a CEO, show up and work hard. Do it as unto the Lord. But also show up and work hard at life and enjoyment and see it as a gift of him. Okay? Okay. Drop the word joy if you are committed to not always just being about work, whether that's in what your hands are doing or what your mind is doing, okay? Because I know you, if you're like me, you're like, oh, but tomorrow, oh, this, oh, oh, here's an idea, oh, right? And it's okay to have those. I've got systems I teach you to capture it, right? Okay, now here's the next thing, okay? Did you know that when Ecclesiastes is written, there were no chapter breaks, So what I, what I just shared with you is the very end of chapter two. And does anyone know what the very first verse of chapter three says was that, which essentially would have been the next sentence for everything. There is a season and a time under heaven, right? So guess what, right? We have seasons of work and rest, right? And they don't, they're both from him. We already know that, right? But God says it's, we have to discern what it's time for. Is this time to work or is this time to not work, Right. Anyone else thankful that we have seasons and it's not like all one or all the other, right? Okay. So we're going to get really clear right now with these three steps about how do you set these business hours, right? Your business hours are the times that you are working. Okay. And you are focused on what that is. Now that doesn't mean that nothing else, you know, if, especially if you've set a bigger block, uh, you know, nothing else can happen in that time, but that is your primary focus, right? And, and you've communicated that to yourself. You've communicated that to people around you. Okay. So I'm going to give you these three steps and yes, I think you can do what you want. I think they need to be done in this order. Okay. Step number one is block your off time. Now I know it sounds backwards to do that. Okay. But, um, if you are not doing that, there's two things that are going to happen. One, if you don't set aside time not to work, guess what? It won't just happen. It will fill with work or something else. Right. If we don't set the time, we're not going to work. We probably will just keep working or fill it with some other kind of, some version of work, even if it's not business stuff. Okay. The second thing I want you to know is that you need time to refill so you can pour out. And usually I would go into this. It's not selfish to take time of you to take time for you. It's okay to not always be serving, but we are going to go to an even higher purpose that we just looked at, right? God has called you first to be his daughter. That is your primary calling there. You know, we talk about like our calling and we think that's equivalent with our work. Our calling really is not our work. Every time in scripture, the word calling is used. It is in reference to our salvation, our relationship with God. It is not about what we are doing. It's about our identity. So that is what you are called to first. But we flesh that out in the context of the life and business he has given to us. Okay. So I want you from now on to believe my calling first is his, as his daughter, as his child, right. To my with God life. And then that will impact and influence how I spend my time in these other areas. Right. So inside the redeemed midlife CEO, I teach you my two plus three time blocking method. Okay. If you are not familiar, some of you already know this, you've been doing this, but again, we, we need refreshers because maybe, you know it, but you're not doing it. Uh, maybe you're ready to go to the next level with it. There are two refills each day. And there are three pour outs each day, okay? So this off time we're talking about right now, those are your refills because you need time to recharge. Right now, you are probably in front of a computer or a phone, right? If that battery on your phone or your computer were to drain, would it be effective in building your business? No, you might as well be like, we're closed today, right? It'd be like if the doctor didn't have water for the day, he would say, sorry, can't do business today, right? So what do you do? You don't just give up on your business because your phone died. You go plug it in, you recharge it, right? You get near a cord, an outlet, whatever, right? You are no good to anyone in your life or your business. If you are an empty. Okay. So I'm giving you permission and direction to fill your cup first. And I'm going to add, and last, you heard me mention two refills. Some of you are probably really good about that morning one, right? You start off with something that's refilling for your body, mind, spirit, this is the time when I say this is about you or you and God, okay? So what are some ideas? Drop some ideas uh, in the chat of things that are refilling for you before you start your day, things that are going to make sure that you have body, mind, spirit, what you need to go into the day. Drop, drop an idea or two in the chat if you can, or unmute, that's easier than typing. I get it. Sometimes I like to voice text somebody versus type it out. Reading, studying the Bible, walking, reading scripture, devotion, prayer. I always get some like stretching or strengthen just to get my body moving, my blood flowing, you know, things like that. Nobody has mentioned coffee. That is okay. That can be refilling. Just make sure you don't put a ton of calories extra in there. But you know, like, yeah, maybe it's, you know, maybe you're going for a run. Maybe just, hey, I'm drinking my water, right? Michelle always tells us water before coffee. So we'll, I'll let her, you know, preach that to us. Maybe you're journaling. Maybe you're reading. Yes, you're resting. I love that, right? We're not jumping into our day immediately. Let me ask you a question. I noticed none of you said this, but I wonder how many of us are guilty of this, that this thing, this device, this extra appendage gets put in that morning time. We end up spending time, not using this for our Bible study and our prayer app, but like using this to scroll and troll and shop and all that stuff, right? Yeah, right? Is this really refilling? Is this really going to recharge you for the day? Yeah. Okay. I love that you said this about at night, Ashley, Anna, because that's why I teach you have to have a refill at night because you're right. Here's what we do. We may already have that morning refill. We may have the 5am club, the miracle morning. Like I got this, Jesus and me, we're good. Right. But what about the evening? How many of us are either doing one, we're working up until the time we go to bed and then we lay in bed. I don't know about you guys, but I'm laying there. My head is still spinning with ideas and thoughts. I need to add this and I need to try this and I need to think about this blah, 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 and I can't sleep. Or you're in front of a screen, yeah, scrolling and trolling or binging or whatever, and it's just filling time. Is that really refilling and refreshing you at the end of the day? Like, what does your body, mind, spirit need at the end of the day to wind you down to recharge, right? What You probably already plugged the phone in it by this point or close to it, right? You wouldn't just not plug your phone in at night. So why are we not recharging ourselves? Now, this is the one time I do say you can involve somebody else like a hubby, okay? <laughs> this refill is okay to have somebody else in on. Right, uh, yeah, what would be refilling for you at the end of the day? So start thinking about that because that's the one that I think is a real shift for a lot of people, okay, but here's what you might be feeling like right now. Lissa, I already didn't feel like twenty four hours is enough in my day, and you just took away two of them. I now only have twenty two to get everything done. What? I promise me, okay, God's math, kingdom, math is always backwards, but it always works. He doesn't add and subtract, he multiplies or divides, <laughs> right. And there are two things you need to understand about your time. One, it will always fill with something. Anyone ever had a minute of their day or life that was not spent in some way? No. Every minute filled with something, right? So yeah, 22 hours, right? It will all get filled with something, just like the 24 did. Number two is this, though. What you have to do will fill the time you give it. So if you give yourself all day to complete that project, to write that email, to work on your book, to, you know, whatever it is, guess what? It'll probably take that much time. But if you say, okay, I'm blocking off this two hours and I need to get this podcast episode done in this two hours, because then after that, the family and I are going to XYZ. It's amazing how you can find a way to get it done when you are not letting all the other distractions in. And when you're like deciding, like, I got some healthy boundaries around my time and I'm just going to get it done in this time. Okay. So yes, 22 hours is still plenty and you still have to subtract what your six to eight to sleep. Okay. So now you're down to whatever, do the math, 14, 16 hours. Okay. Okay. Step two, step one is block your off time. Step two is blocking off your commitments. Notice I didn't say block your business hours yet. Now this one, you have to be a little bit careful on. Okay. I want you to think about what are the things I'm committed to outside of work in this season of my life. First, we start with our inner circle. Who or what am I called to do to serve in my home? Like, specifically my family and my household, right? Maybe you have a spouse. Maybe you do have some kids that are still at home or nearby. Maybe you've got grandkids. Maybe you're more involved in caretaking for parents or family. Maybe, yeah, you're the one because the kids are out of the house or they're too young that you're doing a lot of household tasks and things like that, right? But I want you to think about in this time, this is going to fit in one of those pour-outs, right? Right. What are, what are the times when they are around, right? And when you're working, uh, what, when are the times when they are around or not around that are not when you want to be working? Okay. We'll get to the working thing in a minute, but so you're starting to think about what are some of these other things that I do need to do? Because if I don't make time for those things, then guess what? They're always going to keep trickling into all the business time because that's where your heart is, Right. God has put this desire on us to like nurture and care for our homes and our families and these other things. Right. And when our key relationships in our home is disordered, it's really hard to sit in front of your computer and focus when you're like, oh, this relationship is a mess or that closet right there is a mess. And I, you know, now that doesn't mean you should go clean the closet before you work and make that your excuse, but it does affect us. Okay. So we want to make sure that we are doing our best to fit these commitments to family and household into a pour out block that's happening before or after a work time. Okay. Then after we've gone to the inner circle, then we look at what am I called to outside my home? Church, community, friends, neighbors, passion, maybe personal passions, volunteering, right? Da, da da da. Right. And that list could be really long, and maybe it already was really long after the first one. So here's what I'm going to ch- uh, challenge you: if you feel like, like, okay, Lisa, well, if I really do this in this in this way, I'm not going to have any time left over to work because I got all these other commitments. Then I'm going to say you needed to go back and check those commitments. What level of priority are they really? A couple, uh, last week, I think we talked about the priority circles. Maybe it was two weeks ago on the podcast, right? What priority circles are these? Because that helps you know how much time they should be getting. Maybe you're giving too much priority to something that's not an inner circle thing. Maybe you need to delegate some things, whether it's to people in your home or whether it's to someone you can hire to come into your home or whether it's to someone you know outside of your home. Maybe, you ready for this? You just need to say No but that's bad. I'm selfish. If I say no, if I say no, who is going to do it? Right. What has God called you to? I just, I just read this this morning. Actually, no, I heard this on the podcast that was going along with my Bible reading. It was in Romans. And it said, the only thing that we should owe others is love. And here's the way they described it. The only obligation you should have is to love others. Right. So we've talked about the shuns this week, the expectations, the obligations, everything else outside of that. Should be like right now, ixnade, gone, done, not even given it any time or thought. Now, again, we could take that loving others to the extreme, right? And make this like, you know, everything now takes over business. You know what I mean, right? Okay. But permission and direction to simplify your commitments. If you are not getting business hours in, I want you to look at those commitments and say, am I too committed? Am I overly committed? Right? If I want, if you want your business to grow in this season, you are going to have to make time for it. And that may involve letting go of some commitments. And guess what? The world will not fall off its axis. It won't. Even if that means something in your home not happening the way it usually does. It's okay, your family will survive, right? And maybe somebody else can step in and start taking over these, you know, some things, right? Right, okay, so I want you to start looking at what what are the things I need to say yes to because I'm called to? And what are the things I need to say no to? And don't forget about this. You've probably said yes to the screen more than you should have said yes to it and you gave this a bunch of your time. Is this worth your time? Probably not. Maybe a little bit, but probably not as much as it gets. Okay, so now we're on step three. Ready for step three? Set your business hours. When are you going to work and not be worrying about or thinking about other things? Now, what I do recommend is you have a notebook or something next to you. So when those random things do come up, like, oh yeah, I have to drop this off at this place or, oh, I, thought I forgot about this or I have to, whatever. And it's not business related. Great. Have something right next to you or a note on your phone that you can quick jot it down and you've captured it. And then when you're done, you can get back to it. Right. But you need to say, when am I working and I'm not doing other things during this time. Now I'm going to a couple of things with this. Okay. First of all, how, how do I do that, Alyssa? Because I've heard experts teach, you should list out every task you have to do, how much time it's going to take, and that will tell you how many hours you need to work. Guess what? That may be more than 24, (laughs) and that's not going to work. So what I say, I mean, yes, there is value to that, knowing what you have to do and how much time it takes. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about your CEO task list, because guaranteed there are things in that list that aren't yours to be doing, right, that somebody else could do so that you can just focus on the CEO stuff. So we'll get to that tomorrow. But, um, you know, so... The problem is, is that you may not have that much time, right? And your tasks will fill whatever time you have. But I want you to remember, if you're not no longer multitasking or distracted all the time, you will get more done. Okay. So what I say, and especially for those of you who haven't been getting much work done at all, set the work block, decide when those hours are, and then you don't schedule other things during that time. So if an invitation comes in to go to lunch, I mean, yes, you're the CEO, you get to decide. So if this person's coming into town and you're not going to see them again for months, then yeah, you make the decision to go to lunch if that's what you want to do. But if this is somebody who's like just down the street, you're like, hey, you know what? I've got an appointment at that time. Can we do it on Friday at da da da? Right? Like you don't have, like you have to protect that. Same thing happens like for those of you who homeschool, right? I remember my friend saying, you have to be home to homeschool, Alyssa. <laughs> yeah, I can't be running around the whole neighborhood in the grocery store or whatever if I want to get homeschool done. We got to be home. then we can't be doing all the family chores in the middle of homeschooling, right? Same thing with our business. Like, what is it that I am doing? Okay. So I want you to set, start thinking about that. Okay. Now what's, what is going to be important to do is, and here's why the nicks and cranny thing doesn't work because again, your start, stop, start, stop. Okay. So if you've been trying the, I just do things around my life, it probably isn't working for you. So I want you to commit to starting to set some work blocks. So I want you to think about right now, here's, what's going to help you. What category does your business fit in? Now, what you desire may be different than what's actually happening. So keep that in mind and you decide how you want to do this. Okay. Are you an on the side business? So you're thinking like one to five hours a week. Like this is just a side thing, right? It's not like a super high priority, just, you know, happening, but okay. That, you know, there's a lot of other things that are getting my time. Are you a part-time business? I'm going to say that's more like the 10 to 20. Now I know there was a gap between five and 10. So again, you decide which way does it go? If you're kind of in between, or are you a full-timer? Like I'm working on this business 20 to 35 hours a week. Okay. So on the side, one to five-ish, part-time, 10 to 20, full-time, 20 to 35. Okay. I've got a part-time, part-time. And this is really important for you to decide because that will help you with your task list. Because if you're saying, you know what, right now in this season, I can commit five hours to my business. Don't say I only have five hours because now we get into negative thinking, right? I will give five hours to my business. Great. Great. What are the most important things to do with those five hours, right? But if you're if you're saying, okay, I'm giving 20 hours, now you've got a little bit more, okay, we've got a full time in here. Now you've got a little bit more space for what tasks can fit in there. I think that's better than just listing all the things I think I should do and then trying to figure out how to fit it all in. Right. What do you want it to look like in this season? And again, it may be because of the season of the year. It may be because the holidays are coming up, things are a little different. It may be because of the season of your kids, or maybe you're homeschooling as well. And so this is a season of teaching and not just, you know, we're not in vacation mode. So it can shift around a little bit based on the seasons. Right. And here's the thing you get to decide. You're the CEO. Right. But here's what also is the thing after too much time, your brain turns to mush and your eyes literally glaze over. So notice I didn't say any more than the 35 because I think statistically they say like once you get past 40 hours, you actually are ineffective. It's actually not a good use of your time to keep working and pushing. Now, in a season, this week in particular, I am doing more than usual to be able to pour out to you guys every day. Okay, totally fine. But guess what? I have refills in the morning. I have refills in the evening. And you better believe there's some stuff happening this weekend that's going to refill me. And this is not the pace I'm going to do all the time right? So for a season, you you decide, right? But I want you to decide right now. So even break it down more from I was part-time, full-time on the side. I want you to make a decision. This is going to be part of your homework for tomorrow. How many hours a week do I want to work my business? Okay. There's no right or wrong, but remember if you're only giving it one to five hours, the growth will be slow and that's okay. Right. But if you like really need the money, then maybe you are gonna wanna find a way to put more than that time in, or you really need or want to get this project done so you can finally launch this thing or whatever it is, okay? So that's gonna be that first decision. Don't feel guilty, don't compare, right? You decide, you commit, you do, and you reevaluate with God, okay? And this doesn't look the same for everybody. You might wanna get creative, and you can see here, I have three different little option boxes down at the bottom of your workbook. So say, for example, you said, okay, Lisa, I wanna work 15 hours a week, Okay, so you are going to figure out, okay, what are three different ways I could do this? Right, because there's lots of ways to skin a cat. Maybe you would do three days of five five hours. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do five hours and I don't do any business Tuesday, Thursday. Maybe that's now focused on something else. Or maybe you get up and you do a power hour in the morning or one in the evening. And then you do two hours a day, Monday through Friday. That could be 15 hours. Or maybe you go, okay, five days a week, Monday through Friday, I'm going to do three hour blocks. There are lots of ways to get to 15 hours, right? So I want you to, this is part of me, part of your homework. is to number one, how many hours do I want a week? And what are some options I could try inside the redeemed midlife CEO? We build out your ideal week, but then we test it and tweak it because in a certain season, one, one option may work well, but then life happens and that's not working anymore. Right. And that's okay. Then we reevaluate and we, we, we adjust, right. Or maybe like yeah, this week you've got a lot going on because you've got all this stuff at church get ready for the big Christmas program this weekend. And so life looks different. Okay, great. But then you have a baseline to come back to next Monday, right? It'll be easier to do if you keep it consistent as much as possible. And then the out of routine is the norm instead of the out of routine being the norm. And I never really get around to my plan. Okay, here's the next thing. You have to number one, decide yourself, right? So you're communicating with you and the Lord, but you have to then communicate this with your spouse. Your kids, your family and friends who want to call you all the time and expect you to pick up, maybe we need to set some healthy boundaries there, maybe even your clients can they access you at all the time at all the time or if you have a VA or a team member one day when you do, can they just message you whenever wherever and expect to hear back from you like within you know five minutes right so you have to start communicating when you are available and when you are unavailable of course there are emergencies and you get to choose right you know if something' shifts but Yeah. And you know what I do? I will check in with my family and say, Hey, I'm about to go into my office and close the door and work on something for this amount of time. Is there anything you need from me or you want to tell me or whatever before I do that? Now, my kids are not itty bitty and most of yours are not, but you know, so they can be okay for that time block. Right. Or maybe it's your hubby. Right. And then I go dark and then I'm like, okay, this is the time I was coming back to check in. And and then I do. Right. And so I'm teaching them to honor my time by, by me honoring my time. Okay. So who knows they need to set some hours and tell others, say me in the chat, if that is you, you need to set your hours and you need to tell somebody else. Now I want permission to challenge you. You guys know, I like to push you a little bit. You ready for this? I'm going to challenge you to not make this seven days a week. Could, is it possible that you could get your work done in five or six and not work on your Sabbath? Okay, because God commanded his children to set apart one day as holy unto him. Now, we are not under the law, right? When we're in Christ, right? But even Christ honored the Sabbath. And here's the thing about it. Sabbath is a way to trust him with our time. Do I trust him enough that six days, he will make six days enough if I lay one down to do what he's called me to in these other areas? That's really hard because we feel like, oh, Sunday, perfect day to do all this stuff to catch up, you know, my house, because then I'm going to be working all week. Now, I'm not saying you can't turn on your light switch, right? Some people got really legalistic back in the day and even still today by right? getting like, oh, is that work or not work? Like for you, getting out in the garden maybe work. That for me, no thank you. I told my husband, do not plant the garden that you have prepared out there because I am not going to eat it. I like my tower garden that grows all by itself. But for my husband, getting out and getting dirt under his fingernails is like the way he connects to the Lord, right? So I'm not here to say that's work, that's not work, shame on you, don't do that. You know you, Right but what you need a day to reset, to refill. You need the refills a.m. and p.m., but you also need a day. And do you trust him enough that he really is the one who gives us the time we need, right? I, I, I encourage you, try and experiment and see the difference, okay? If you're willing to trust him with your time, whether it's to give him that time each day or give him a whole day a week, write the word trust in the chat. One of the books, one of the bonuses that comes with the Redeemed CEO, Life, uh, CEO um, is a book study, and the first book we're going to do is called The Rest of God. And actually somebody, I can't remember who it was, said that this is already on their list. This is Restoring Your Soul by Restoring Sabbath. But it's not just about Sundays. It's also about how do we Sabbath even during our week, okay? So I can't wait to dive into this together. So now you have your three steps and a quick review, and then we'll get your homework, and then we'll open up for questions, and then we'll get off to our work hours today or non-work hours today, okay? Three steps to focus your time, right? Because it's not really a disordered calendar, I've got to read disordered focus, right? When I'm trying to focus on a bazillion things at once, nobody gets me. Okay, so step one, block your off. I'm not open for business hours. And don't apologize. No, I'm going to take the sign down. You're not going to see it because I'm not going to apologize for being closed when I'm not working. Okay, honor your own time and teach others to honor your time. Number two, block off your commitments. First inside your home, inner circle first, then outside your home and prayerfully revisit with God your yeses. Maybe it's time to step away and give more time to your business, because if you believe this is what he's called you to, you saying yes to everything else is only distracting from this. And then number three, block off your business hours. Decide how many hours you want to work a week. And again, it can be flexible, right? And then actually block that off. What is this going to look like? And what What should these options, I encourage you, put out three options. Like get, get creative with your brain, right? You may have to like get up a little bit earlier, Maybe you do a Saturday morning work block. Maybe you, you know, like trade swap with somebody, you know, on a day. So you get a, a bigger chunk of time. Maybe one evening a week, your hubby takes the kids and, you know, to whatever their stuff is and you just work on your stuff or whatever. Get get creative. If you feel like there's not enough time, you can find it. If you really feel called to this, get creative. God will show you how to do that. Okay. And if you want my eyes on your time blocks, not only for your business, but also making sure those other areas of your life are p- getting paid attention then here's, I want to invite you into that redeemed midlife CEO program, because we are going to dive deeper into the two refills and the three pour out method. And you also get like, I have this jumpstart my time blocks right? So you can start laying out that ideal week and we can start looking at where do things need to go. So you can be fully present when you're working and fully present when you're not, and not feeling guilty about it. How many of you feel guilty when you're working that you're not doing family stuff. And when you're with your family, you feel guilty. You're not doing work stuff. When you have a time for things, there's you don't have to feel guilty because you know it's going to get your focus when it's time. Now I can fully focus on what's in front of me. Right. This one piece of the program has a power to give you back hours, not only in your day, week, month, year, right? Like, and finally let go of the busyness and the hamster wheel and the I'm running back and forth trying to do everything at once. Right. So I would love to dive in, right? So let me drop the link in the chat if you have not applied yet. I have received several applications. Congratulations to those of you who have and who've gotten a reply back from me that you have been approved. It's redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching, okay? But you may be like right now, like, okay, so if I'm blocking off to work from like nine to 11, Monday through Friday, what do I do when I sit down to those work blocks? Come back tomorrow, okay? We're gonna talk about how to build out your CEO work blocks, okay? And I hope you've noticed that all the concepts we talked about this week, believing that everything is from him, Balancing the areas of our life, blocking off our time, building our routines, they also apply to your life as well. That's why this is a comprehensive program, not just a business program, right? Because if your life is distracting, you're not going to have, you're not going to put time in your business and vice versa, right? This is going to help you redeem your time in both areas, but also be fruitful, right? That like we talked about yesterday, you increase your income and your impact and things like that, right? So, okay. CEOs don't wait till January 1st, right? To block off their business. You're going to decide today what that looks like. So let me give you your homework and then we'll open up the Q&A for anything that's like right now on your heart and mind. And remember, we've got the community you can pop in as well as the Saturday session. Okay, so your homework for today, let me flip it so I can see it exactly as you see it on your in front of you, is to lay out your refill and your work blocks for an ideal week. Now you can actually like put this on a calendar and make it all pretty, or you can just say, I'm going to refill in the morning from six to seven and at night from eight to eight to nine, right? That's fine. It doesn't have to be beautiful. I just want you to decide, decide. Because if you don't decide, it's not going to just happen on its own. Probably hasn't happened on its own yet, has it? And it won't if <laughs> you keep on that plan. I also want you to decide how many hours am I wanting to work in a week in this season of life? Now, you may right now be like, okay, Lisa, things look a little bit different in December because of the holidays. Okay, so pretend it's January 1st. Okay. And and what will those blocks look like? So here's where you like look at the map out some options and then pick one. Which one am I going to try? Let me see how this works and 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 try it. Give it a couple of weeks unless it's a complete train wreck and you're like no way no how this can't work, right? Like try it. How, what's the benefit of this? Do I like this? What don't I like about this? Okay, well I don't know about this one, but you know what? Let me try this option. Let's see what that one looks like. And you'll find the one that fits. It may be a combination. It may be not an option that you thought of. When you did your homework, but that comes to you as you try out different ones, right? That comes back. So bonus if you actually put specific times and put it on a planner and post a picture inside the community, but at the very least, how many hours? And like, how am I gonna break that down in my week? And here's what I want you to notice. If it's like, oh, I got 30 minutes here and 20 minutes here and 15 minutes here and an hour here and da-da-da. I want you to ask yourself some tough questions. Why am I so scattered? Is there a way that I can kind of bring it together into some chunks? They don't have to be huge chunks, but how can I kind of do some chunking so I can stay in this focus mode instead of being all over the place? Okay. Did you find this helpful today? What questions do you have? What do you want feedback on? What do you want clarification on? What are you like, ah, what about this situation, Lisa? This is all great in theory, but I don't know. You you don't know my life. You don't know my business, my family, my whatever. Anything coming up for somebody who's on live, wants to ask, unmute or drop it in the chat. It might just be my season, but one thing that I really feel good doing, if I can get there is like a nine o'clock bedtime, Mm. but I struggle to get my family on board. And if I could, I would just have my own room, like no kidding. Just like, so what I have been doing is just going to bed. Yeah. <clears throat> but the problem is, is I'm not actually getting that sleep because they're still up and there's still movement and there's still noise. Even though I wear earplugs, darn becoming a mom. Sometimes you're hearing like, <laughs> amplifies. I was never like that until I had babies. But anyways, I don't know if you have any recommendations on that other than to just keep setting the precedent. Maybe I am already doing what I need to do. I don't know. Yeah. Well, here's the one thing I would say, number one, you have to just decide now, this is not just like a dogmatic, this is what I've decided and everybody needs to fall in line, but you do need to decide that I, I do feel better when I get to bed at this time, right? And I really want to work towards this. Then I think the second thing is you start having that conversation, right? Because if we don't ever tell our family what we're doing and then they interrupt our plan, guess what? They're frustrated, we're frustrated, and then we've got some kind of conflict going on, right? So what if you sat down and just said, whether it was your hubby or your kids, whoever whoever it affects and just say, I know that when I don't get to bed at this time, this is how I feel. And when I do, then this is how I feel. And this affects the next day. So what I need to do is do this. Right. And so they may not be in board where they're going to do that, but maybe somehow they're doing quieter things after a certain time. So you're not hearing as much, or maybe they're in a different room that's further away from where you are so that, you know, so it may not be a, well, mom says bedtime is this time and everybody therefore has to be in bed, but, I think maybe if you've communicated what you need and why, and then like, Hey, like, how can, you know, like kind of brainstorm some options or things like that. Um, You know, and maybe you say, Hey, on Friday night or on Saturday night, I'm going to stay up a little bit later. We'll do a family night. And so then it's kind of like a fun thing that it's not just this like, Oh, mom's no fun, but you know, so maybe you could kind of throw out some options there, but yeah, you have to decide what you need and why, and then communicate that. Um, Because if you don't tell them that they won't know, and then you just get frustrated and they get frustrated and again, it's probably good for them too. I mean, really, most people are going to do better going to bed a little bit earlier. And what would that look like? Maybe maybe it is a matter of building in some family routines. I mean, one thing to look at, especially if you guys have kids at home still, or even just with your hubby, what happens when you eat dinner at seven, eight o'clock at night, right? It pushes everything back. Well, what could you do to get dinner on the table by five or six, right? And then, you know, kind of after that, like, yeah, do we have some routines about things that are kind of winding us down? So it's not like everybody up at this at this level, including us, up until nine o'clock. And then we expect everything to like shut down and everybody just drop in bed. So I'll pull a little bit. It's going to be unique. Yeah. Like you said, to your season, your family. So yeah. 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 Here's another one. What if it feels like I don't have much control of my time and my plans always get interrupted. Right. I mean, we do have to be honest. We are, even though we're solopreneurs, we probably don't live on an Island, <laughs> even though we do business on an Island, we may not live on an Island. So here again is where you have to communicate I don't know if you can see it. I'll kind of turn my thing. Can you see that sign on my, my white door over there? It says recording. Because like what would happen is my family would barge in and they'd be like, oh, sorry, we didn't know you were on a call or you were recording a podcast or whatever. So my daughter made this recording sign and put it on my door. So if the door is closed and I've that sign's on the outside, they know, okay, this is not a time to come interrupt. And if, if I'm not doing that, I'll have, have the door open. And then they know like if I really need something, I can come in. So it's really, I think a lot of it's going to be you decide, and then you communicate. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, if you're in that place where you don't have enough hours in the day to fit in your business with everything else, start evaluating the other the other things or evaluate your expectations of what you're doing for your business. Maybe you're expecting too much, you know, or too much in the season. Right. OK. Yep. So tomorrow we'll work on kind of what are you doing during those time blocks. Don't forget uh, to show up tomorrow and invite a friend to join us. And don't forget to block off on Friday. We're going to have an open house where you can, I'm excited about, again, some things that God's been showing me about how being in a right environment makes all the difference in us not being so scattered and stressed and in really producing the growth that leads to fruit. So I'm excited to share that with you guys and we'll look forward to seeing you back here soon. So thanks for being here today, everyone. Thanks for those of you who listened to the replay. I'm so glad you're here. And we'll talk soon. See you inside the community. I definitely pop over in there. That's where we can talk more. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple podcasts? It makes my heart smile. And that way I know you're liking the show and it helps other busy Christian women just like you find real life answers too. Speaking of which... Grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes, because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil ephesians 5 15 through 16 i'll see you in a few days friend god bless